0: And I'm
1: Clayton, and we're Men Who Like Men Who Like Movies, two queer men who love movies and love talking about movies, and after a lot of urging, we started a podcast. What'd you pick out this time, Sean?
0: Well, this is gonna come out a little bit late after July 4th, but I have a trifecta of movies that I always watch every 4th of July. And one of those movies we've already covered, which is I Know What You Did Last Mm -hmm. Summer, um another one you just covered on another podcast for the pod and the pendulum jaws and the other one is independence day from 1996 those are the three movies i watch religiously every fourth of july
1: you did it again this year
0: i did (laughs) (laughs) i was like i don't miss them and i mean sometimes life gets in the way but and i'll watch them over that weekend but these are the three that are my like top like 4th of July movies. And I know there's other movies that incorporate 4th of July, but I think these are a very good representation of who I am as a human being too.
1: (laughs) I would, I would sign off on that. I really wanted (laughs) to watch. I know you did last time or this 4th of July and just was not able to make time for it. (sighs) Busy, (laughs) busy, busy. It
0: it was actually my finisher (laughs) because we watched independence day for the, we watched the independence day for the podcast. So I'd already watched that Mm -hmm. twice um, and then I watched Jaws because I was in my, I had, I just felt like watching Jaws. And if I fell asleep, then at the, end I wouldn't be able to, like, I love, I know what you did last summer a lot, but I had just watched it. The 4k came mm-hmm. out last year and I'd already watched it a couple times. We covered it. So it was one of those, I was like, yeah, if I don't get to it, I don't get to it. But no, I got to it and gotta say, I love that movie so much. Wrong, wrong final girl. And I, the funny thing is, is I actually like Julie. Like, I think she's bitchy, but like, I think some of her trauma is very understandable. Um, but
1: we're not talking about that movie right now. We're talking yeah, about If you want to listen Day. to us talk about that movie, we have an episode that's like, what, two and a half hours long talking about it. So, right. <laughs>
0: but I think we. Sh- I think we kind of shit all over Julie a little bit in that one, I think if so. I remember right. Like, and I I do think that Julie is a little bit... I mean, apatose. I think you shit all that. over
1: Julie. I don't think I did as much. I don't remember. That was at the beginning of the podcast, right. but you know.
0: Well, and I think it's something I've grown on a little bit more is I've, I've realized, like, um, Julie's kind. Of, Julie is awful, especially awful to them, but in some ways I do understand that she's going through trauma, but she also is kind of kind of being a dick about it. Um but that's neither yeah, here nor Independence there. Independence Day. <laughs> <laughs> Independence day. Um aliens attack Earth, explosions, and one epic speech later, you have one of the biggest blockbusters well, ever, really. Yeah. I mean for a long time yeah, it was. It really was. So uh yeah, I just I've always loved this movie. I have it on VHS still. Like it's one of the VHS I keep because my grandmother bought it for me for Christmas, birthday. I think it was birthday, Um, or my parents did. I can't remember who, but I still have my VHS copy of this movie. If that tells you, it does. That super awesome, (laughs) super awesome cover with like the the blue spaceship, like the spaceship, and then the Mm. White House. Uh, The ship is just covering up half the VHS screen, more than half. So, I've loved this movie forever. It used to terrify me as a kid. Like, just the idea of it. Not, like, the movie itself. Although, I do think there are some generally scary parts. And I think this is just such a great popcorn movie. I would
1: mildly agree with all of what you said about that.
0: (laughs) (laughs) I know. You do not love this movie as much as I do. And maybe my nostalgic goggles are on, but
1: so I never saw independence day growing up and aliens aren't a huge thing for me. So I had not seen independence day at all up until what a few years ago. Yeah, it wasn't super probably within the last five years is when I first saw independence day and I'd only seen it once before watching it for this and didn't remember anything about it. And, uh, yeah, I, I watched it. It's a movie. It's it's fine. <laughs> <laughs> I
0: think it's I think it's fair to call it more than a movie. I I mean this movie is I think this movie is so much fun. It's just it's one of those movies that I think is just such a good popcorn movie. Um, like there, it's not trying to it's not trying to do anything deep or or crazy. It's just uh, aliens attack Earth, explosions, and you watch some heroes save the world, and. That's the movie you're in for, and that's the movie yeah. you get.
1: And I mean, who doesn't love watching Roland Emmerich destroy the world?
0: I mean, it depends on the movie <laughs> <laughs> I sorry, Roland.
1: Even Moon twenty twelve was, was not great. <sighs> moon oh my god i, I know i keep calling it, it moon because all i ever think of when i think about moon that is a moon. <laughs> the moon is helping the moon us is helping us. <laughs> yeah i know
0: it was so great, was moonfall, so great. moonfall that's a it, that movie was so stupid but like moon is a movie with sam rockwell and clones so i, I mean, have like, not seen moon it, like, so
1: that's also why i forget that that's a movie that exists ooh, you should you like i do sam like rockwell sam rockwell a lot, a lot. i you
0: so I think you'd really like, and it's a really good movie. Like he, he is like the only character in it, basically. weird, and he he holds it up. Like, well, I mean, there's, there's, like the person who plays his wife. Um, she's actually, uh, oh my god, uh, Queen Maeve.
1: Uh, oh yeah, yeah. yeah. I uh, don't the boys. Remember. Dominique yeah, McElligott. I, like, I do not remember her name at all.
0: Sorry, sometimes I have to say characters' names in order for my brain to process through its Wikipedia page. It just loads slow. I'm also tired, sorry. <laughs> <laughs> so if this if we're not like I super mean, high that energy, just it's goes without We're being said, we are in our really thirties.
1: We're always tired.
0: <laughs> yeah, I am a per permanently exhausted yeah. pigeon. Yeah. <laughs> um but yeah, um, so that's a good one. You'd like it. But yeah, Independence Day. So um I mean do you Would you recommend this movie though?
1: I would. This is a fun movie for the whole family. It's got something. It's got action. It's got humor. It's got a little bit of heart in there. It's got some fun special effects. It's fun. It Doesn't need to be two and a half hours long, but it's fun. Definitely recommend this.
0: See, I think it's really well paced. So I actually, I mean, there there were some parts in this that I
1: just drifted a little bit. So I feel like it could have been cut down, and it happened, and it happened both times when I watched it. So it wasn't just like me being exhausted,
0: right? I was like, "You're always tired," and then you always watch my favorite movies when you're tired. I'm always tired. These are horrible. (laughs) These are horrible. And I'm like, dude, come on, will you stop watching my favorite movies when you've been up for twenty five hours? Like, why don't you watch? Then I would just never watch watch at the beginning. yeah but that's not that's not fair um yeah but we uh i would definitely recommend this movie i think it's a lot of fun um it is probably the most american movie i will ever suggest on this podcast um in some ways and it's just it's so much fun to watch um you're ready to get into the meat and potatoes
1: yeah i mean that sounds not kind of horrible right much now to but... this one
0: <laughs> Yeah, so you read, you're ready
1: to get into the thick yes. of it. <sighs> Two C's take Sick. us to space, Mr. Murdoch, right? Uh, whatever, yeah. <clears throat> Murdoch, take us to see, Mr. Murdoch, and just take us to space, Mr. Murdoch. Yeah, no, what do you
0: Oh floating? my god,
1: really? No, T- Titanic. I don't
0: remember. Oh, that's take us to see, it. Did I, okay, yeah. Yeah, the space, part yeah didn't, I, <laughs> the space part didn't register with me, so I thought you were trying to say, take us into orbit, Mr. Uh, Mr. no or Mr. I, Chekhov.
1: Yeah, and then I was like, take us to see Mr. Murdoch, and you were like, what? So, yeah, Titanic. I was
0: doing Star Trek in my head, and you were doing yeah, Titanic. I'm like, you, <laughs> you've been on a podcast talking me.
1: about Titanic. You watch it all the time. I'm like, how do you not get the reference? <laughs> yeah, I was like,
0: because I was stuck on the, tar- uh, the Star Trek part of it in my brain um okay yeah
2: let's
0: get into it so directed by the aforementioned roland emmerich and written by roland emmerich and dean devlin uh with creature designed by patrick Totopoulos. i love his name so much yeah i know it's so cool patrick is he's just his creature designs are always really good um you know like even the the godzilla the film they do next after this being the 98 godzilla notwithstanding uh Um, i enjoyed the 98
1: (laughs) godzilla more than i enjoyed this just for the record i
0: i love really Really? i love the 98 godzilla but really (laughs) um the 98 godzilla a lot but and i think it's so fun but like this i think is much more fun i love this movie both of these i have no no nostalgic
1: attachment for and actually when i finished this the second time i was like man i wish i had seen this when i was younger because i would probably fucking love it but i just have no no nostalgia for it
0: gotcha yeah me i i have oodles of nostalgia for this movie i love it i just love this movie it's so much fun and i think that every actor in this is just really good (laughs) all
1: 800 of them
0: yeah It's an ensemble cast. So another thing, uh, one of the reasons I love this movie is because it reminds me of like the seventies disaster films. This feels like if the towering Inferno was made in the nineties and it had aliens attacking the world, (laughs) a couple minor changes, you know, yeah, just a little bit. Things are still burning. It's just not just the building. It's the entire city, but like, that's why I like this so much is I love, I love the disaster movies. I'm a huge fan of like all the Irwin Allen productions and this feels like the night. This was what the start of like the 90s blockbuster ensemble cast disaster movies that came back for a while. This when it was like Dante's Peak and Mars Attacks and a Volcano and you know, like
1: With Deep Impact
0: uh, it, uh, of that ilk. Yeah, Deep Impact, Armageddon, all those like star <laughs> Have you ever seen Armageddon? Dude, I need
1: to make know. You watch Armageddon. Well I didn't watch it it for years because I didn't like Ben Affleck, but now I've kind of come around on Ben Affleck and realize he's utilized fairly well in like the parts he's cast in, so like the whole thing I have with him works for it.
0: This is like Ben Affleck at his most Ben Affleck because he's like smarmy but also like And like Michael Bay is
1: ridiculous, but he does generally put on a good show, so (laughs) Yeah, do not look
0: (laughs) up do not look up do not look up the science for that movie. It is wrong. Sean, we I watched the we Fast so and Furious wrong.
1: movies. Science inaccuracies yeah, I know. There's don't no bother such me. Thing science. They've broken but every law is, of God and right. man, and if it's impossible from science, they've done it twice. I don't remember the exact quote, but it's wonderful. Go watch Fast X. It's fun.
0: But, yeah, yeah, it's it's just, uh, Armageddon's fun. Like, you're going for a good time. You'll have a good time has heart-wrenching moments you know like the movie plays out exactly how you expect it to but like it's good so that's why another reason why i really love this movie um according to producer and co-writer dean devlin the u.s military had agreed to support the film by allowing them to film at ba- at military bases um consulting actors who've done military roles and then learning after the area 51 references however they withdrew their
1: support Wah-wah.
0: So yep. Um, and then the scene where Will Smith drags the unconscious alien through the desert was so filmed on the Salt Flats Salt Flats. Flat blah, blah, Salt Flats in Utah near Great Salt Lake. Smith's line, and what the hell is that smell was unscripted. Great Salt Lake is home to tiny crustaceans called brine shrimp, and when they die, their bodies sink into the bottom of the lake, which isn't very deep and decompose. When the wind kicks up just right, the bottom mud is disturbed and the smell of millions of decaying brine shrimp can be very, very bad.
1: Gross.
0: And apparently nobody warned Will.
1: <laughs> I mean, you just can't prepare for a smell like that so, you know.
0: It makes you feel it makes you feel so different because I've always thought like the Great Salt Flats were just boring, like nothing there. But yeah, now, there, like, is, there are brine corpses
1: your... there, Sean.
0: <laughs> Jesus. Learn something new every day on that one. Um, So, production designer Patrick Totopoulos presented Roland Emmerich with two concepts for the aliens. And Emmerich liked both designs so much, he came up with the one that was the... they decided to use both. One is the actual alien and the other is the biomechanical suit that the aliens would wear. Fun!
1: They're both great designs. I did have nothing bad to say about that. Mm -hmm. Mm-hmm.
0: The President's speech, um, which is such a it's such a good movie speech, even if it is like so American. Like it's funny because I remember reading um an article um about like movies that like people around the know uni- like the world found were just like so American. Was this number one? <laughs> and, like Yeah this was one of those speeches <laughs> and they were like it is just aggressively American. <laughs> yes. It's very even,
1: America fuck yeah.
0: Yeah the president's speech was filmed on august 6 1995 in front of an old airplane hangar that once housed the enola gay which is the plane that dropped the uh, atomic bomb on hiroshima almost exactly 50 years earlier actually on august 6 1945 interesting the crowd was not scripted to start cheering but bill pullman's delivery was so good they just started applauding and cheering, and the film filmmakers kept it in the movie.
1: How could you not cheer at that speech, though? It's so rousing.
0: <laughs> so basically, and also when Dean, uh, Devlin, Dean Devlin first pitched the script, the script to Twentieth Century Fox, it was described as War of the Worlds meets Pulp Fiction which immediately interested the studio, especially in that time. War of the
1: World meets Pulp Fiction is not how I would describe this film, but sure.
0: Yeah, um, I would not either. (laughs) It's a very different film, Mm -hmm. (laughs) but I think that's a good way to get your thing. Yeah,
1: shoot your shot. Pitch that thing.
0: (laughs) And also, the idea for this movie actually came from um, Emmerich and devlin during an interview while they were promoting stargate uh a reporter asked emmerich why he made the film about aliens if he doesn't believe in aliens and emmerich said he was still fascinated by the idea of an alien arrival and explained his response by asking the reporter to imagine what it would be to wake up one morning and discover 15 mile wide spaceships were hovering over the world's largest cities and emmerich then turned to devlin and said i think i have an idea for our next film
1: yeah, and and they did it. They did.
0: <laughs> right. And it is. I think this is... Th- I know you're not going to say the same, but this is my favorite role in the film. It ties with Stargate. Uh, sorry.
1: Die Another Day. <laughs> die Another Day. Oh, my God. Day After Tomorrow. I was going to say,
0: die another day.
1: Fucking love Day After Tomorrow. No, I
0: Day After Tomorrow is fun. He is good at his Disaster Destroying the Earth movies. Nobody so.
1: does it like Roland... Michael Bay. Michael Bay doesn't destroy the world no. a lot, though.
0: He just uh, he destroys cities. It's been a couple years. Yeah, he does like to destroy cities. Disaster. Disaster. Princess Disaster. <laughs> Cast just to get into it, Will Smith as Captain Stephen Hiller. Loser. That's a quote. Not
2: actually.
0: <laughs> Loser. Um, <laughs> Jeff Goldblum as David Levinson. Bill Pullman as President Tom Whitmore. Margaret Collin, who is the mom of Blair Waldorf on Gossip yeah, Girl. Yeah, she is. As Constance Connie Spano. She also is
1: one of Diane Lane's friends in, uh, oh my god, Unfaithful. I'm like, what the fuck Unfaithful. is that Unfaithful. Never saw oh, that either. It's hot. You should watch it.
0: Yeah, it's rated PG-13. Can't be Unfaithful
1: that is not PG-13. No. I thought it was. It, that is it very yeah, related. Way, I did I d-
0: for some reason, I just it didn't look. I know, I know you've talked great things about it, but I just yeah, I would
1: it. say it's one of the sexiest films ever made.
0: Um, Vivica A. Fox is Jasmine Dubrow, uh,
1: resident Hoosier. Vivia, Vivica A. Fox. She is from South Bend, Indiana. Oh, I mm-hmm. didn't know that.
0: That just makes me love her more, and th- I didn't know that was possible. <laughs> Uh, Robert Loja as General William Gray, Judd Hirsch as Julius Levinson. These are just the main cast, by the way. Everyone like I'm not even doing this like, movie. Side characters. Everyone is in this movie. Every, Every time like, they were
1: introducing a person, I'm just like Jesus Christ.
0: <laughs> yeah, like this movie. This really is like a star-studded cast, and some of them weren't huge stars yet. So at least some of them are like on their way, um, or they'll never make it. But they're still like really loved actors. Uh, Randy Quaid as Russell Case, good old Randy Quaid. Mary McDonald, <laughs> Mary McDonald as the First Lady, Marilyn Whitmore, Harvey Fierstein Highlight of the as
1: movie.
0: <laughs> Marty Gilbert, uh, he is really good in this Every movie. time Harvey Firestein shows up somewhere,
1: I'm just like, yes. <laughs>
0: uh, whenever I think of a lawyer, I'm all like, I gotta call my mother, I gotta call my housekeeper, I gotta call my lawyer. Eh, forget my lawyer. <laughs> Adam Baldwin as Major Mitchell. Uh, Brent Spiner as Dr. Brackish Oaken, and we have Lisa Jacob as Alicia. I know she's not a big character, but
1: Lisa Jacob I love in Mrs. Doubtfire, and I also love her in this movie with uh, Nev Campbell's brother called Picture Perfect that is very funny, and she's in that, so she's just one of my, like, nostalgic 90s memories, so I love when I see her pop up and things, and I'm like, oh, Lisa Jacob. Anyway.
0: Oh, gotcha. We've got Giuseppe Andrews as Troy, horror fans might recognize as Deputy Winston from the original Cabin Fever. <laughs> you
1: guys trying to party? You
0: just, see. <laughs> yeah, uh, party guy. We've got Harry Connick Jr. as Captain Jimmy. God, remember when
1: he was in everything?
0: Yeah, that was the nineties. <laughs> Um, May Whitman is Patricia Whitmore, and she plays. She's like, what four or five in this? And she was already annoying.
1: She's just so cute.
0: Oh, I think she's adorable in this. And they they don't really focus on her a lot. Like it's not like you have full scenes of her like running away or anything. Like there's like she's just. Doing her own, like she's just basically a character because she's a character,
1: like (laughs) as opposed to the other reasons people are characters.
0: (laughs) Yeah, well, you know how many people, how many times you watch a movie and they're like, oh, they put a kid in there so you're supposed to care for these people, like oh, like the kid is supposed to change who they like how they feel about Mm, things. That's exactly why she's there. Yeah, but like it makes sense because the president of the United States is generally seen as a family man. That's how we. We focus on them. Um, and we've got James Reporm as the Secretary of Defense, Albert Nimziki
1: Great character name, by the way.
0: Um, also, the fun little fact, Nimziki is the name of an executive at Fox who gave uh, Roland Emmerich and Dean Devlin a hard time. So they got him fired in this movie because they couldn't fire him. And, and it... It actually contrasts with how he was fired in real life from Fox.
1: Fun, uh, writers. Yeah,
0: which is why they do the Dave. That's why they do the Roger Ebert in the in Godzilla,
2: <laughs>
0: is because Roger Ebert gave them such awful reviews for Stargate and Independence Day. Well, I don't remember if he gave Independence Day a bad review, uh, but he gave Stargate such bad, uh, such a bad review that they made him the awful mayor in Godzilla. I
1: mean. He did ha- get a kick out of that, though. So, that was fun.
0: Right. I'm sure that was the only thing he enjoyed of that movie. Um, <laughs> uh, But yeah, you ready to get into yeah. the movie? So, I mean, we don't have to go beat Gosh her beat. We'll just go, like, storylines. Yeah, I wasn't planning on it. I was um, like, if you want, I'll go along <laughs> with movie's... it.
1: But, yeah, thanks. <laughs>
0: no. But we see, basically, the um like the aliens are coming they launch uh 15 mile wide spaceships that they put over every city or every major most every major city in the world Mm -hmm. um and we are introduced to all of our characters and And there are so many characters it takes
1: like 30 minutes to do
0: right which is why which is why i do appreciate that this movie is a little bit longer if this it would have been a rarity in the 90s so like to have a longer film like it does allow you to develop who these people are and care for them like that's one of the reasons i like this is you do get to know the people it's not just I like, feel like oh, there's hey. so many of them you
1: just get like tiny little bits with each of them and as a result i didn't really care for them
0: oh i see i do like, I find all of uh, especially Vivica A. Fox. Vivica A. Fox has been my favorite part of this film for, like...
1: The main feelings I had toward I most like... of these characters <laughs> were just me associating them with other roles. Like, the mom from Gossip Girl, I'm like, oh, I like her because of that. And I did like her in this, but most of the characters, I felt like you got such a surface-level thing of, like, who they were. I just didn't really care about what happened to them. I don't remember if there was anybody that got killed that I was like, oh. I think I was sad about Harvey Firestein, but that's just because it was Harvey Firestein.
2: Okay,
0: yeah, I I would disagree. Um, I think yes, you're getting a. I think the actors are so good that they they provide you a a little bit more than the surface level. Like, no, you don't get to know their everyday lives and. That is something I, I did wander on this past watch. I was like, man, all these people that got on the plane, like, and were they just like, oh, my family just died? <laughs> like,
1: they were just like, there like, were several all... plot lines and things that happened, and people that I'm like, is this really necessary to have in this? And obviously, I don't mind long run times, but I like for it to feel justified. And I'm like, you know, even if it was going to be the length that it is, cut out some of these characters so we get the other ones more fleshed out. So it does have a lot more emotional resonance resonant i would have preferred that but again it's a 90s popcorn movie so what do you want
0: yeah and and honestly like that's not the movie this movie is trying to emulate in the in the 1970s disaster films you had 50 fucking characters like you were watching charlton heston and you're also watching steve mcqueen and you're also watching paul newman and you're also watching faye dunaway and you're also watching you know like Shelley winters like also, none of them were in the same movie, but they should have been this one.
1: I was, like, all in the same Um, movie? (laughs) (laughs) No, Imagine that was, was, like, you know, Mantis and and Guardian 3. Like, you only live till you're 50? (laughs)
0: Yeah. Yeah. So, like, that was the movie that they they were emulating. Like, these movies were star-studded. They had extremely good effects, and, like, it it was an emotional... Like, it's just a good movie like it's a movie made for movie's sake and i think this movie really does it really does play it plays into that very well um it feels like it fits right in with the disaster movies of the see i haven't movies. seen
1: a lot of those so i don't have the reference knowledge for that so maybe it would have oh, played, yeah I was like, maybe it'll <laughs> it would play differently differently to me if i had seen them
0: yeah, because like the Towering Inferno is like the same length as this one, but it feels longer because it's there are parts that really drag in that, and like I get where you're coming from, and maybe it is my nostalgia goggles goggles, but like I feel like this movie is paced pretty well. There are a lot of slower, there are some slower moments, but I feel like they're a lot they're giving you a chance to catch your breath before the next fun.
1: I just think it's, like, happens. weirdly paced, because, like, there'll be nothing that happens for a while, and it's just jumping between these 500 characters, and then, like, all of a sudden, it's, like, Vivica A. Fox has, like, 800 little people that are survivors that are with her. All of a sudden, where was the scene that was explaining how that happened? And
0: Why do you need it? Like, who cares? Like, the, the whole fact is, she's finding survivors. She's driving through. You don't need to see her pick up all these people, because then it just becomes another character. But you are watching, you're seeing that, yes, like, people survive. Do you know what it reminded point. me of? It's like...
1: In Planet Terror, what? when there's, like, a missing reel, and all of a sudden, the building's on fire, and they're all just, like... <laughs> that's what I felt like. No, I was just like, but, ah, where did they come from?
0: Oh, no, I don't I don't agree with you at all on that. Um, I, You're literally watching her drive through a city that's been destroyed. She's just picking up the people she finds alive on the way. Um, except for one of them in a deleted scene she sees a this guy who's like has a repent the end is nice he- nah, sign and she's like hey jump on we're going to el toro and he's like he doesn't he just like flips out and looks through his bible again and she ends up driving off without him but that I don't know it. I don't need that. Like that. I'm glad that was cut out. And that's exactly it. It's like she's just finding survivors. I don't need to. I don't need to have every story beat told out for me. And I'm actually really surprised that you would want that because you've never been the type of person. It that just seems really random. Like I didn't know why she
1: needed to be like a savior character that's taking everyone to safety. Like you've got it. Like they've because got a kid. That's enough of a motivation for her to be like, "Okay, we've got to get your dad and get to safety." rather than okay I'm a stripper driving a caravan of people
0: yeah but that's not who the that's not the whole point of this movie is the in the at the at the mouth of madness in the face of danger it's showing that humanity's true that a lot of human humankind is truly kind like, that's the point of this movie. Like, it's us, and in, in, even in the speech, she's like, we shouldn't be separated by our petty differences. Like, we need to stand up for everyone. And that's exactly what this movie is saying. So, it's not the fact that she's a stripper just being a savior. She's not. She's being a human being.
1: My view of humanity is a bit more cynical than that, so maybe that's why it just played weird to me.
0: Right. Well, and I get that, but, like, you... Also, let's say you're, if you were in a car accident, would you want somebody to stop and help you?
1: Yes, yes. but like, I would not would expect
0: to somebody to do it. But that—but if you were in the same situation, would you help someone?
1: No, you don't know who they are. They could be faking that shit. They could try to kill you. Fuck no.
0: Yeah, yeah you're a little bit more like Nimziki out of anyone in this movie. <laughs> yeah, well... <laughs> It just, I fully believe this movie is about the good of humanity, um, and I know that doesn't parlay well with your your world views. No. And, and like, people are the worst.
1: <laughs> give it back to the, give it back to nature. We're done.
0: But like, we, the character of Vivica a. Fox is actually my favorite character of this movie. Um, I just find, yes, they like she is a stripper. With you know the stripper with a heart of gold, but I think Vivica A. Fox just imbues the role with such uh, uh, such strength. Vivica's always fantastic, and not just like yeah. So like she just has like this air of intelligence to her always, and like she just in that movie she just portrays just such goodness. So like for me that doesn't feel out of character for her trying to save people. She just seems like a good person. So she, if she sees somebody who's hurt, like, that's what she would do. That's why she gets out when she sees, you know, like, the, the she she sees anybody hurt. She's trying to save whoever, like, it, it's not even just her trying to be, like, a savior character. I think she would generally just do that, the character. She just, for at least in for In my me, mind, I'm like, admit, you're putting your baby because...
1: in danger. You don't know what people are going to do. Protect your kid. <laughs> That's uh, my view. Yeah,
0: but she seems to see the good in humanity, too. And
1: that's what gets you killed. Oh, by the way, how did the president's wife die?
0: Uh, Massive internal Mm. bleeding.
1: That was one of the times I was kind of, like, zoned out. Uh, That's why I missed it. And then I'm like, oh, she died. But she didn't seem to have any, like, you know, there wasn't, like, a giant piece of metal sticking out of her gut or something. So I didn't know what had happened. She just
0: know that um she had massive eternal bleeding so they couldn't stop it by the time mm. they got her
1: i was like she seemed fine oh, what'd she, what she die bad. of?"
0: <laughs> yeah they say they say it the doctor says it to the president when he's walking into the room to see her and that's another thing like just to bring that up like that's not one thing i do like about this movie is uh, i think all of the care. I know you don't really care for uh, for some of them, but I do think all the characters in this movie are are very important and worthwhile. The only one I don't love is the Russell Case one, but I understand why they have him. Like that's the redemption story, and it just it feels like every one of them is a small microcosm of yeah.
1: I like all the characters. Way. I like, just it don't may... think they're all super necessary, but I like all the actors, and I think you know they're all having fun with their parts.
0: Yeah, uh, and I think and I think you're right. I think everyone's good in this. Who would you think is extraneous?
1: So uh, going through, I would completely cut out Randy Quaid's storyline, just completely gone from the movie.
0: Would it make you feel better? This is the better version of it.
1: Um, no. <laughs> <laughs>
0: in the original, in the original ending, um, Randy Quaid, you know how he brought his biplane mm-hmm. with him when he was driving. So he actually uses his biplane to destroy the ship. Like he's not given a fire. Like he just, because he's too drunk and then ends up saving the world in his biplane and the and Devlin were just like, yeah! There is a bunch of like high end fighters and alien fighters and he's just gonna drive a biplane through this.
1: Yeah. No weapons, not... no nothing. That'd be lo- like, that'd be even were, more like, ludicrous than the actual <laughs> movie. Another thing I think yeah. is because the characters are so spread out, it takes such a long time for them to come together that I'm like, I wish they could have streamlined that or had them all like in LA or around D C like in the same kind of area rather than having to do all this stuff to get them to one spot i feel like i wanted the people i wanted the storylines to converge like i was getting annoyed that all of this stuff was happening so like it's not showing us different stuff around the world it's just like these three spots in the u.s and i think i just wanted it more streamlined i think i would have enjoyed it a lot more because i really like the bones of it
0: yeah but like the whole point of the movie is like it's showing all the different types of life coming together too you could have
1: done so that like, with them in a similar location
0: yeah but like how would you have got them all to an area 51 the whole point of the movie is they need to converge on that spot how would you get them to get out of a deserted city and then still somehow all to stay together
1: they could have had like a side trip to there but it's like first they have to do all this stuff here and then will smith has to like do all his stuff and then all me to Area 51, and then they stay there for fucking ever. Although I do really like the Area 51 stuff as a whole. Yeah. I, it's the well, scariest sequence in the movie, actually.
0: <clears throat> is, like, them in Area 51? Or when they yeah, start uh, the, the doing the alien when,
1: autopsy? when the alien comes to life and, like, has the guy slammed up against the window and is, like, using him to talk. Release me. Yeah that scene I was like oh is creepy
0: <laughs> yeah it is a very creepy scene um and it's this is one of the moments where you actually wrote in the notes when they show Dr. Oaken um you were like why didn't they get uh who did you say you got uh, why didn't they get Christopher <laughs> Lloyd and I was and I literally wrote in our notes that's data from Star Trek you plebe um because that's data from star trek
1: you uh, see i have the only my only star trek knowledge is i watched those three jj abrams movies because i i don't even know why but i because they were never, good they were fun they were good i liked them but i never have felt the need to watch the show because that's eight thousand seasons of sci-fi and as you know that's not like my favorite genre as a general rule so yeah i did not know that but i still think christopher lloyd Doing his shtick would have been really fun for that character. Oh no,
0: no, I don't love it. no. Uh, the, it was ninety six, that...
1: Sean. It would have been perfect.
0: <laughs> no, it wouldn't because I love Christopher Lloyd a lot, but I think he would have he would have given this movie um There, Oaken is kind of like you could tell he hasn't left that place very much. No, <laughs> he, like <laughs> like you know, and I think Christopher Lloyd, it would just be a Doc Brown again. Like, I can't foresee him.
1: Uh, do you want to know something really, really fucking embarrassing?
0: You've never seen Back to I the Future? I have never
1: seen Back to the Future. Oh, my God. Never, yeah, ever, is embarrassing.
0: ever, Um, I'm going to need you to turn in your Cinephile card um, because you're no longer one.
1: You know how I feel about time travel things. It's just...
0: Yeah, I know. Wibbly-wobbly, timey-wimey stuff. But, like, still, Back to the Future is brilliant. And it actually kind of does it right. <laughs> In a lot of ways, doesn't he like
1: almost fuck his mom or something?
0: Well, his mom wants to fuck him, but like exactly weird. But like she doesn't know it's her son. Like I get that, but like weird. And he is adamantly against it. You shouldn't
1: have chemistry like that with your mother. It's weird.
0: Well, basically, the whole point of the story is he goes back to the future and he accidentally stops his parents from like getting together. So, like, he's trying to figure out how to get them back together before a certain point. With if, Because if he doesn't, he'll cease to exist. <laughs>
1: Sounds and great to me. It's pretty cool.
0: And it's actually pretty cool because they have a picture of him and, like, I think it's older. It's either his younger or older siblings. And, like, each of them start to disappear. I think it's the good way to ones get rid of your I,
1: brothers and sisters.
0: Yeah, and yourself. <laughs>
1: like, yeah. Yeah.
0: Jesus.
1: I love...
0: Isn't that the end of... um...
1: Yes, the butterfly effect?
0: Yeah. I was like, isn't that the end of
1: butterfly Ah, Good old butterfly effect. You know what I thought was really (laughs) odd about Independence Day? What? When the aliens show up, I feel like people as a whole reacted really, really calmly. And I was just like... Why? You you mean more after they are...
0: caused ten thousand fender benders, or before? Well, I
1: mean, that's just because they're startled, like looking to the sky. But like, as a whole, like they just weren't freaking out on the level I think you would do if aliens suddenly just appeared above NYC.
0: Everyone's running through the streets trying to leave. What do you need them to do?
1: <laughs> We're all gonna die! Scream! 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 Loot!
0: That's what they're doing. Did you check out during that? Like, there's an entire scene of them like looting and shit. I just felt like like
1: it was David's underplayed. It's like yeah, I the beats, the... but I don't know. I I'm asking too much of it. I this is again yeah, PG-13. Like, do you want this? You want this? movie? You want, this, than...
0: movies, you want like this movie I... to be
1: shorter? I want but it you to want it shorter, to be more things. <laughs> <laughs>
0: Like I want this movie to be a mini series. Is what I need. Is this should have been a mini series. No, no, I don't. Think actually... It worked as many It would have worked in a miniseries, series, but no, um, no. They there's. I get where you're coming from, but that's the and that is how people react. But like, that's not how any of these characters react. Cause that's that's not part of their story.
1: Yeah, they're very much uh, slaves to the plot. Oh, I just saw well, I. Uh... <laughs> was trying to keep myself super fresh, so I was like, I don't want to read what Sean wrote in the notes, since I did it first for this movie. And I just saw you asking about him staying in the White House, Mm -hmm. if it's either brave or foolhardy.
0: Which, also, this is a quote. (laughs) Both? A little bit of both. I would agree with you there. Um, uh, So, essentially, uh, like in the movie, the... uh, for anyone who hasn't seen Independence Day, this movie is, like, oh, almost as old as I am.
1: <laughs> A very good year.
0: Yes, basically. <laughs> I would have been five. In the movie, these giant ships basically, like, position themselves above major cities. Um, and the president, the, one of them, the middle of the ship is right above the White House. And the president decides to stay. And he evacuates the vice president and the joint chiefs and and many of the heads of state, but he stays. And I think that's I think that's a really cool moment. Because I don't makes you wonder if I don't think I wonder if any of the presidents now would do that.
2: I feel like Uh, I don't
1: think they would have the choice. I think they would be forced to
0: Well, but they're supposed to be like our first generally when they say take me to your leader they mean the president <laughs> like, so i feel like they would he, this is how they would react like the president would would send the vice president of the joint chiefs to safety but then he would stay at least a smart president would because hiding in a bunker while somebody else does the work is not gonna look great for your <laughs> for your ratings
1: <laughs> i mean have you seen politicians
0: also, I love the fact that John Mc- the McLaughlin group is in this movie because it just gives me nostalgia for my childhood. <laughs> That's the, the the gentleman who show they're always watching.
1: Oh, I'm like, I have no idea what you're talking about.
0: So the McLaughlin group, I don't even know if it's still on. Um, I grew John up on TV,
1: so I like, I was like, what are you referencing?
0: Yeah, I was gonna say John McLaughlin is a. Uh, let me see if he's still. Oh no, he did. He passed away a few years ago. He had a uh, political commentary series called The McLaughlin Group where he would have um, basically four pundits that would be in a round table talking about different political issues. And it was something I used to watch all the time when I was a kid. (laughs) Precocious, sorry.
1: (laughs) I I was like, Jesus Christ, I'm sorry, what happened to cartoons?
0: (laughs) I mean, I watch cartoons too, but like, I did I watched the McLaughlin group because I always like John McLaughlin and, uh, Eleanor. Oh my God. What is her name? Eleanor. Eleanor Clift. There it is. But yeah. So, and it's fun that they actually use them in the movie.
1: (laughs) You want to talk about the destruction of the cities?
0: Yes. Let's get to the special effects. Um, ask me. They don't
1: all hold up, but as a general rule, it's pretty great.
0: Oh, I think they all hold up. Uh, i'll be honest with you i think the movie looks really good um yes there are some like some of the explosions are a little bit green a little bit visual effectsy but i think that everything in this movie holds up and it is still my like the destruction of the cities scene is still my favorite explosion in any film ever i think it is incredibly impressive and scary like, and that's one thing. Usually I find the explosion thrilling. This is an explosion I find scary.
1: I I mean, it was super cool, but I also just found it funny because when the plane's flying away and like it's being caught in the explosion, but it still just like flies out of it. I'm like, no, they're they're dead. So I laughed at that. And then also the dog scene. I cheered, but I was also laughing because it was so ridiculous. But it was really cool. I did love. I, mean, I I just love seeing the world get destroyed. It's just fun. I just think it's neat.
0: <laughs> I think I do. I love the special effects in this movie. I think, like I said, these explosions are still my favorite explosions in all of film. I think they're just incredibly done. These scenes of destruction are probably the best, some of the best ever put to put the film. One thing I was gonna say we haven't really talked too much about the cast and we There's need so to bring many up the
1: minute, it would take three hours.
0: <laughs> well, so this would have been but the I mean, highest since you're of bringing Will up Smith's... the cast,
1: can we just what was Will what was Harry Cotting Jr. doing with his accent? What was that?
2: <laughs>
0: Which part? Are you talking the part where he's doing the speech? No,
1: just his just his accent that he has in the movie in general. <laughs>
0: Oh, you mean unidentified Southern?
1: Yes, um,
0: <laughs> actors cannot like to call... seem
1: to do a Southern accent for shit.
0: It depends. I think it. I think it really depends. Some of them can. Um, his, I think his of...
1: accent was coming to, off to me like you know when uh, Rosamund Pike in Gone Girls pretending she's Southern when she goes into hiding.
0: <laughs> oh my god, I don't. I don't remember her, her, how she sounded. Oh, it just
1: was like a super bad fake accent because amazing amy is not amazing in accents
0: (laughs) (laughs) um but i did want to talk this would have been the height of will smith's like descent to stardom and this is the movie that made
2: (laughs) descent to stardom
0: uh sorry ascent to stardom (laughs) (laughs) hey for sometimes what they do descent is a right word too Mm. and sometimes what people make them do which is why we always support hollywood well, not Hollywood, but the people. Support the people.
1: Uh, sure.
0: I mean, like, actors and writers. Like, uh, <laughs> that aren't producers.
1: problematic, you mean?
0: <laughs> yeah, for the most part. <laughs> yes. So, this would have been the start of Will Smith's, like, real ascent to stardom. This is, you know, Fresh Piss of Bel Arizon. Like his rap career was Fresh Prince still on
1: in '96? I again, I didn't have TV, so I'm not familiar with. Yes,
0: I believe so. The, the years, years of Fresh Check. Prince.
1: Also, something I have never seen a single episode of.
0: You've never seen the Fresh Prince of Bel Air?
1: Nope.
0: Yeah, so it went on until May twentieth, nineteen ninety six. Oh, so it finished Day. like
1: right when this was coming out
0: exactly which he was really well known for it but he wanted to do his film career so this finished up the movie originally came out on july 3rd 1996 so this would have ended one month or uh fresh prince of bel-air would have ended about a month before and then this movie just made him a superstar and it's really well deserved i'm not the biggest will smith fan in the world but he is so good in this movie. He just has, like, there are few people on this earth that have as much charisma as he do, does in this film, and yep. in, in a lot of films. But he's, he's just so good in this.
1: Yeah, he is very charismatic in this. I'm not the most massive Will Smith fan, Will Smith fan either, but I did like him in this.
2: Mm-hmm.
0: He's just he's just a likable like. And that's one of the things I do like about this movie is he seems like all of these characters are very much like, none of them are everyday people, <laughs> like <laughs> which is kind of funny because most of the time in these movies, you get like everyday people in these situations. Um, and in this one, you have the president of the United States is the head of one group. You've got David Levinson, Jeff Goldblum's character, who is a genius and the ex of one of the president's
1: group. Yeah, you know, like what and is she? A speaker, have, like she's press secretary. The press secretary. Uh, and, yeah, and then yeah, the she's K Fox the is secretary. a stripper with a heart of gold who also has a kid who also has a husband that's in the military who happens to get involved with this.
0: Well, he's not married. They're not married at the start of it. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. like they okay. don't get married until the in the movie, and that's and that's what I mean. Is like all those little character beats are something that a movie like this would now doesn't really get. Like and a lot of times now we just get straight action, and so I like having those little moments where you get to know and love these characters, and I just I really do think and I wrote it in my notes and I know you judge me for it. We talked when we talked on camera about it or off mic about it, but like I really think that Will Smith and Vivica a. Fox in this is one of my favorite movie couples. Okay. I just think they have such a like an easy chemistry they have such an easy chemistry
1: (laughs) (laughs) they do i i totally buy them as a couple
0: like i just they seem sweet like him like them making fun of each other she calls them dumbo ears and he says she has chicken legs and i mean like i it's just such an they are just such a cute couple that like i when you get to the part where they finally get reunited after they both think the other is dead you cheer i cheer i cheer every time like I'm excited for them. And then they get married and, you know, he does get to go to space, like, which is the character of Will Smith, like his dream is to be a pilot for NASA and everyone like Harry Connick Jr., who plays his best friend in the Air Force, tells him he'll never get to go to space because he's, if he marries Jasmine, who is a, you know, stripper.
1: Exotic dancer.
0: Mm hmm. No, exotic. (laughs) And that's another thing. Like, I I know I had mentioned that Vivica Fox is my favorite character, but she just, like I said, there's just an ease. And, like, the way she plays the character, like, when she's talking to the First Lady, you know, she's she's unashamed of being who she is and, like, what she's doing with her life. Because all of it is she's, she is who she is. And, like, she's going to provide the best, you know, for her child. Mm Mm-hmm. And I just, I think, I like her character the most. Her character has always been my favorite.
1: I cheer twice in this movie. Actually cheered. The speech and the dog. I cheered both of those moments. And on Will Smith, though, he also is able to sell the hell hell out of lines, like, after immediately punching the alien directly in the face. (laughs) No, that's what I call a close encounter. Like... (laughs) You got to really commit to deliver dialogue like that.
0: Right. And that's a, and that, It is. This movie's just, it's fun. And like, how many actors could pull that off? <laughs> like, I don't feel like it's very many. Like, I know there are many great actors, but like, this movie provides, it's both campy and yet serious. And I think that's something that's not really done very much anymore. It's like serious camp.
1: <laughs> Jeff Goldblum has more swagger than anyone working in the movie on the
0: planet <laughs> like i feel like there's very few that people that that scene at have the end play. when
1: they're like finding will smith and jeff goldblum walking out of the desert like he's just got this saunter and I'm just like god damn it jeff goldblum everywhere he goes destruction happens people are turning into flies dinosaurs are there aliens are there <laughs> plant replicas are there and he's just being all hot and anarchist i love it jeff goldblum never change
0: well i don't think he's an anarchist he's just he is no everywhere uh, he everywhere he goes shit
1: just goes crazy yeah that's what i I was meaning
0: yeah he just he's he's just such a good actor like he really is and one of the things i love about this movie is like there is such a charismatic explosion when him and jeff goldblum or jeff goldblum and will smith are finally in the you know in the ship together and that's another reason why i don't i i don't agree with you wanting it to go earlier with them getting together all together is because i don't think i think the movie pays off them finally having to team up so well with it like their charisma together that if they would have done it earlier, it would have just felt a little cheaper. Does that make sense?
1: It makes sense. I just disagree. Sorry. <laughs> uh,
0: no, it's fine. That's, well, I'm not going to get angry.
1: Like at if, you. They, if they had gotten together earlier, I then just... they could have built up like an animosity and then they have to work together. I
2: don't know. No, that's I not think the, it that's works not the movie
1: it is. It's fun. I like Jeff Goldblum, just interacts great with anybody. He seems like a wonderful scene partner.
0: Right. Yeah, if, uh, honestly, I don't know if I've ever heard of him not being a good one. I don't know if I've ever heard if he's a good one or not.
1: <laughs> I just, could you imagine playing off that? That'd have to be, it'd just be great. It'd
0: be like Meryl Streep. Like, how, like you got to be on your A game all the time.
1: <laughs> hmm. I also love that these alien ships are so close to our computer technology, we can just upload a virus in it fucks everything up Wonderful well but
0: bunch. i mean it, it would have had to been they create a signal that goes through our systems why wouldn't he be able to re- reverse engineer something that would affect theirs because he Peterson finds us sig-
1: in the ni- ni- mid-90s we're not great
0: he's a genius that's the whole point he went to mit he went to mit for to become a cable repair man
1: yes <laughs> yes he did <laughs> <laughs> my legs from god sorry I have to tie everything to Schmigadoon just because I know it annoys you.
0: (laughs) Every fucking time. Like, Jesus, give it a break.
1: So the only thing I remembered about this movie was that there was this speech. That's really all I remembered out of it. (laughs) And when I was telling people, like, oh, I've got to do an episode on Independence Day. they're just like, oh, that speech. And obviously people were talking about it around the 4th. And I'm just like, God, is this speech really that good? And then it happened, and I was just like, damn, that was good. Very rousing. You go pil It then. is. It is.
0: It's a very American speech, like pro-America, but, like, it is a very well-done speech.
1: Like, I'm usually like, God, America sucks. Why are we the worst? And <laughs> <laughs> this, I'm just like, yeah. <laughs> Boo, cross on America.
0: <laughs> sometimes. Uh, it does feel like sometimes we're we're on the uh wrong side of a lot of things mm-hmm. but yeah i think i do i agree with you i think that's a it's such a good speech like it just it rouses everything for the rest of the movie and that's i'm that's a sucker we... for a good
1: like build up the troops speech like you know brave heart good stuff it's a <laughs> great time for an actor to show off
0: yeah that's right show off and you're like greatly love that they have the internet. Of course, they had the internet. The internet wasn't created in the 2000s, it was created in the two thousands. It was created. I met planet.
1: in space. Not. Oh.
0: I mean. Like when they're, they're in like...
1: the spaceship, that's what I was referring to. When they're in the spaceship and they're like, "Oh, we're getting connected. We're on their thing," and I'm just like, "How do they have Wi-Fi up here?"
0: <laughs> well, I mean, you do have the best technology known to man there um also another thing i wanted to talk about um the one, one thing i can't believe they got away with is jeff goldblum saying must go fast oh i know i faster. saw that too and i was, I like, was just like damn <laughs> i was like oh jurassic park reference like i love the fact that jeff goldblum has been in like so many of the biggest movies of all time or so many movies that are considered like absolute classics of, of different genres Mm -hmm. like the fly invasion of the body snatchers like
1: uh jurassic park
0: jurassic park i was getting to it (laughs) hang on a second was trying to think if there's any more in the
1: 80s ragnarok well that's not in the 80s but it feels 80s it's very fun Mm
2: -hmm.
0: so i mean like i just love that jeff goldblum has been such a major part of like just so much of my childhood yeah, and so much of my childhood. Like, Jurassic Park has been one of my favorite movies since I was a kid. Like, this has been one of my favorite movies since I was a kid. Invasion of the Body Snatchers is one of my favorite movies of all time. The Fly is one of my top movies of all How time. How many favorite
1: movies do you have, Sean Murphy? I have quite a few.
0: <laughs> They're all no my one favorite. Said, <laughs> no one ever said you have to pick one. Like, I don't play by rule- those rules, okay? no. Like, I have one favorite movie... You already know what it is. I won't mention it. No, I will. Aliens. Mm-hmm. Um, <laughs> we know but like, we all know. And <laughs> my top in my top least.
1: That's why I you. Yeah. <laughs> Yours are uh, also good. <laughs>
2: <laughs> <laughs> yes,
0: but in my in my I like those are easily in my top 20 of all time like all of those and so or you know 20 30 i don't know we'll have to remake our list um <laughs> ooh, that'd be a good episode for
1: us oh my god i refuse to admit that to public <laughs> public <ears>. <laughs> <laughs>
0: The fact that we get bored and we create lists of our favorite Oh, not
1: movies. that. I'm not embarrassed about no. lists. I love lists. But my list of favorite movies of all time, I don't feel like I just want to share publicly. <laughs> <laughs> Coward. <laughs> Josie and the Pussycats is the best movie ever. Sorry. Mm-hmm.
0: I would agree it's up there. Not in my top 30, but it was really good.
1: Oh, it'd be one of my favorites. Not the best movie ever. It's just you know the line in the movie where they're doing the subliminal messaging. And all of a sudden, it's just like "Josie and the Pussycats" is the best movie ever. <laughs> good stuff. Mm.
0: Yeah. Um. I mean, is there anything you really want to talk about in this? Um. I did. I forgot to mention David Arnold does the score. I was about
1: to literally say I really enjoyed the score. So good, David Arnold good timing is on that.
0: a genius, and I've always loved his scores um and it's funny because i don't i don't know if we'll ever get to talk about stargate so i'm just gonna bring it up now
1: yeah please bring it up now
0: david arnold's first film that he ever scored was stargate and emmerich was unsure of how well he'd do because all the all of the little snips like snippets he'd send them they did not love they were like oh like it's okay it's okay and then he did the overture like that beginning, like the, that beautiful, like that move, like you hear it and you think of Stargate.
1: I've never seen Stargate, so I'm like, oh, <gasps>
0: you've never seen Stargate? I don't know
1: why this surprises you. And If you're nine times out of 10, if you're going to name like some sci-fi thing, I haven't watched it.
0: Yeah, but like this one's not just sci-fi. It's also sci-fi in like Egypt.
1: I do um, like Egypt, and you
0: watch Gods of Egypt, so like this oh is clearly God. not the worst thing you've ever seen involving Egypt.
1: I watched Gods of Egypt once because The Ten Commandments is one of my favorite movies of all time, and I thought it would be good, and it was not. But Sigourney got to wear a lot of really fun wigs, so there was that.
0: Yeah, she definitely looks like the people who live back then.
1: Yes, and I love that movie Sigourney. is whitewashed as fuck.
0: I love, you know me, I love Sigourney. Sigourney is my favorite actress of all time. Sigourney. Really? Why did you take this role? (laughs) Yeah. Like, because Ridley Scott. Like, I'm sure he asked her. And she was like, okay, sure.
1: Sorry, Ridley, I feel like this is... Maybe inappropriate.
0: Yeah, sorry, <laughs> sorry, Ridley. This isn't 1940, and you're not. <laughs> this is <isn't> <laughs> 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 Thank you, Amber.
1: <laughs> you're welcome. So, uh, do you have any final thoughts on this? And what would you rate this? Oh, I didn't get, get to mother... finish my David Arnold. Oh, sorry,
0: David Arnold. Um, score, yes. wonderful. He, yeah. So basically, they came in and he did the live overture with it uh viewing of the film like playing in the background and R- emmerich looked at devlin and was basically just like oh thank god because <laughs> it does it elevates that movie about a billion times
1: but go ahead As oh a- i was just did you have any final thoughts and what would you rate this mother Oh, for me
0: <laughs> you, you do you even need to ask <laughs> uh five stars Uh, This is definitely a five-star movie. I know it's not. Like, I recognize that there's probably (laughs) some things that aren't, you know, like, it's not...
1: It's a five to you. That's all that matters. Yeah.
0: This is a five to me. Like, I think it's so much fun. I have a lot of nostalgia for it. And, like, I used to be a huge... I I was such a fan of this movie. Like, I had the books, you know, like... and Yeah. They made, like, a full... Like... It's not a full series it's like three books um but there's like the novelization which i can't
1: you are such a sucker for movie novelizations i think it is i do because
0: they give you so much more of the story that's how do you think i know so much about so many movies like it's because i would actively seek out everything i could to make to find out what they were about and what was going on with them so that was one of them. I had the novelizations, and there's actually one novelization that, um, you know, the scene where they're doing the Morse code and they're talking to the other, like the other pilots across the unit, the world, like, right? and they talk to those ones in the desert. They talk to the mm-hmm. to the Russians and the the Chinese. Mm-hmm. So there's the book is actually one of the books is called uh, I believe it's Silence in the Desert. And it's it's, the story is centered on that group of pilots there. So the main character in that one is the British guy at the beginning who's like, What do they plan to do? Oh, God, that was an awful accent.
1: (laughs) And like, that wasn't, uh, that was nothing. That was was was
0: was... nothing. Uh, I'm not even going to attempt it again. Delete that. Uh,
1: (laughs) I'm still leaving that in. That was wonderful.
0: No, you're not. Fuck you. Um,. uh but yeah so that the story focuses on them and they end up uh having a uh ground war which they like they hint towards in the movie but they actually do in the in the desert in that one and it was pretty good if i remember right like i'm not gonna lie it's been 20 years since i've read these i had them on paperback like those paperbacks are
1: paperback
0: yeah Um, but it's they were you know like I did that with everything I had a I had a pay I had the novelization of Darkness Falls like I love don't
1: tell people that
0: what it was so it was good and Darkness Falls is fun and we love Emma I like Darkness
1: Falls I like Emma Caulfield but like really the novelization of Darkness Falls yes because I
0: like the novelizations they give you a deeper meaning into the story. And Except a lot of stuff. For sometimes... when those
1: novelizations are written before the final cut, and then it's just wildly different. And then it's like
0: what? Oh yeah. The one for aliens is like that, actually. And I have that. I I have aliens. I have like an Quick, original copy Quote me a
1: what's the third paragraph on page fifty seven? I don't know. Shocking. I thought you knew everything aliens off the tip of your tongue in that. Book? No, do because better the...
0: <laughs> It's the ending is a little bit different so i don't i don't i've only read the book once i like the movie <laughs> uh,
1: wow uh, the movie is quite good
0: and i didn't get that book until i was like not reading books like when i've been in my my depressed period where it was hard time for me I to get read. it it's
1: fine so it's
0: fine. i just haven't read I, I only read that one once
1: so you gave this a five i initially gave this a three and a half on my first revisiting of this And then I watched it a second time, being studious, and it dropped down to a three. I enjoyed it less rather than more. But not like a bad three. It's just kind of like, it's fine, you know? Right. If I had nostalgia for it, I think, again, this would probably be a five star for me as well. But unfortunately, I did not see this when I was young. And as an adult, it just wasn't the type of thing I'm super into, which is fine. Different stuff for everybody. I know tons of people love this. I watched this with one of my, one of the times with one of my friends and he was like, I fucking love this movie growing up and had a blast with it. And yeah. So it's fine. I gave it a three. I'll rewatch it. It's fun. I still need to watch that god awful sequel. Even though I've heard uh. it's absolutely terrible. But, you know, I'm a completist. If there's a franchise of something that I remotely like any of the entries, I have to watch the other ones or I just feel like I've Dishonor on you, Dishonor on your cow. That's this, how I feel about it. So,
0: I am not a fan of the sequel. Um, the effects are cool, but the, it's it's very soulless. It is. I
1: bought it when it came out, and I've just never watched it.
0: Yeah, well, you're lucky. Um, I wish I hadn't. And I don't say that often. That's how I but feel about it's,
1: Alien Covenant. I <laughs> just wish I hadn't seen it.
0: Oh, don't get me started on an alien, <laughs> alien Covenant. <laughs> You know how much I fucking hate it. I do, product. I
1: do. So, how did this movie do at the box office?
0: Uh this the movie did Gangbusters at the box shop back box office box office <laughs> the box office at the box office. Um, it uh, with a budget of seventy five million, it made eight hundred and seventeen point four million dollars
1: in the nineties. Damn.
0: Yeah, this movie was that's a when tickets nasty- just
1: cost a quarter
0: yeah it was a massive <laughs> blockbuster and is one of the what it was one of the highest grossing movies ever made
1: impressive i can see why though this probably would have been really fun to see in the mo- at on a big screen
0: oh my gosh so much fun like this is one of those uh, movies like, that i'm like oh
1: this probably plays so much better in the theater a... environment
0: right and like i just feel like this is a movie you should watch with friends too sometimes yeah. like i think it's just i so was fun. glad i
1: got to watch it you know because it used to i would watch everything with mitchell and but since he's been looking for a house and went to stay with his parents for a few months I've been watching most stuff by myself most of the time at home unless I like go to the movies with people but that's different um but one of these watches I was really glad I got to watch this with my friend because and that's probably why the second time I watched it I watched it by myself and that's probably why I enjoyed it half a star less
0: yeah I think I think it I think you're a little <clears throat> Well, everyone has their own opinion, and I'm not going to judge you for it, but you're wrong.
1: <laughs> it's fine. I don't always agree with what uh, you think of things either, so it's fine. On Letterboxed, this has an average score of 3.3. 3.
2: Yeah, which is a, about what about I word. yeah I
1: was like that's about what I would expect from whatever. I was I was
0: expecting a little bit lower to be honest, so I'm I'm actually pretty. I would have
1: I'm guessed between like three point two to three point four for this. Yeah, so when um, I saw the three point three, I was like, mm, that's right.
0: <laughs> I was thinking between three point one and three point two. I I was only giving it a little bit lower, mm. so I'm glad it went people
1: up. People really love this movie though, like it is it that is people so, gr- so like the people so that grew good. up with this. So I yeah, that's right where I expected it to be. I was, as we mentioned earlier, just on the pod and the pendulum talking about Jaws for a three and a half hour mammoth episode, but it's really fun. I even listened to it myself to make sure I didn't say anything too stupid and yeah, it's fun. Probably can't <laughs> listen to it all in one sitting, but definitely check that out. It's a good episode.
0: Only just one or two things stupid. Oh, I'm just <laughs> <kidding me. laughs> yeah. I did listen to it. It is a really good episode. Um, and I learned a couple things about Jaws and I knew uh, I'm a crazy person, so I've read the book and
1: oh my goodness Sean, so crazy. you've read the book
0: <laughs> and I've seen all of the the featurettes that he was talking about. so I knew a lot of what uh, Mike was saying and it was it was just a really good episode. yeah, there was still a couple things I learned.
1: If you want to find us on the socials or anything, podcast everywhere. We're on Twitter, we're on Instagram, Facebook, Blue Sky. If you want to find me on the socials, I'm on Twitter, Letterboxd, and Blue Sky at just happy to see you, number two, letter C, letter U. Sean, you're on Twitter and Letterboxd at...
0: Murph the Smurf, M-U-R-P-H-T-H-E-S-M-U-R-P-H. I'm not on Blue Sky yet because you invited the podcast and not me.
1: Sorry, I had to do it in that order. And I will be getting two <laughs> codes in two weeks. I'll get I'll get you one. And if you want to email us about anything, our email is who Like movies Moviespod at gmail.com. We would love to hear from you. And yeah, that is where you can get in touch with us.
0: Well, since I can't land a, a joke, um what are we watching next
1: week, <laughs> Well, next week we're talking about killing Nazis. We're going to be talking about inglorious Bastards and I am so excited. It'll yes, I time. know.
0: You're s- anything Quentin Tarantino and you're just like... <laughs>
2: it's true.
1: Instant, stick your chest instant out a little more. On. Uh <laughs> so, If
0: you like... The- <laughs> what, did somebody show you feet? Jesus.
1: <laughs> so, if you like the podcast, the best way you can support your podcast that you like, give it a rate. Give it a review. Five star rate. It just takes a second makes us feel really good, and it helps people find us with the algorithms. Just takes a couple seconds. And don't forget to be kind out there. The world sucks. But until next time, bye, everybody.
2: Later.